Ray Brown's Talking Birds. Made possible by the generous support of the Bird Watchers General Store, Orleans, Cape Cod. Birdwatchersgeneralstore.com. By Vortex Optics, with the VIP warranty, their unlimited lifetime promise to keep you and your optic covered. Learn more at vortexoptics.com. And Quest Nature Tours, offering expert-led small group tours for bird and nature lovers since 1970. Explore exceptional journeys around the world at questnaturetours.com. And Beautio Books, an independent, family-owned bookstore carrying one of the largest selections of birding books in the world. Beautiobooks.com. Good morning. Welcome to our show, number 897. Well, the heat wave continues almost unbroken in many parts of the U.S. and around the world. We're going to try to add just a little cooling effect here this morning with kind of a delayed airing of an avian audio postcard from our Freya McGregor from early spring in Alabama. Hey, everybody. It's Freya McGregor here. I'm in my neighborhood in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, It's quite a chilly morning as far as it goes in Alabama and that little sound, which is actually quite loud, is a tufted titmouse. If you haven't run into a tufted titmouse before, there goes another one. Uh, They're small and grey and very cute. They have a little tuft, little kind of crest on their head. The very handy free Merlin Bird ID app, which is created by the Cornell Lab of Ornithology listens to what you're hearing and it tells you what bird it thinks is making a noise and that is what told us the identity of this mystery bird oh you probably shouldn't use it in the mystery bird contest i don't know if that's cheating i don't know if that's against the rules but uh, it does definitely help solve some problems uh, for me every now and then out in the field i'm certainly not an expert in birding by ear i guess my Oh, no, I was going to say, I guess my talking has made it stop talking, but uh, it's still going. All right. Bye. That's Freya down there in Alabama, where I'm sure it's not as chilly <laughs> as it was when she recorded that audio postcard. We'll, we'd love to get uh, listener audio postcards if you'd like to send us one. Put one together like that. Just get a little bird sound and describe what you see and send it to me. Just send it to Ray at TalkingBirds.com. Meanwhile, in recognition of the fact that we're pretty close to the fall season now, the National Wildlife Federation is offering some ideas about shrubs we can add to our yards to benefit birds as the weather cools. Among their suggestions for out west are snowberry and saltbush, and back east, winterberry and beautyberry, a couple of their recommendations. And if you can't find those at your local nursery, The NWF has some help there, too, with their Garden for Wildlife website, through which you can order these plants and many others. The address there is gardenforwildlife.com. Meanwhile, out in the Talking Birds Garden, right in the backyard of our home base radio station here in Massachusetts, our recent planting of native milkweed to help migratory butterflies, migratory monarch butterflies, has had mixed results. In other words, it was a total failure. (laughs) Um, We know a little bit about birds here, but gardening, not so much. And we didn't take into account there are some hungry rabbits about, and uh, we suspect uh, 
those were a little snack for one of our bunny buddies. So we press on regardless. We've obtained another set of milkweed plants, native swamp milkweed this time, and we've purchased some critter-proof fencing, and uh, we'll report back next week. I want to give a shout-out and thank you to Chris Spatola and his crew at Sirius XM Radio's Atlantic Coast Conference Channel. I had the pleasure of being Chris's interview guest on Tuesday morning, August 16th, talking about birds that are mascots of four conference teams, including Sebastian the Ibis, a white ibis, which is the mascot of the University of Miami Hurricanes, Baldwin the Eagle, the bald eagle, that's the Boston College mascot. Louis the Cardinal, Northern Cardinal, that is, which is the Louisville mascot. And the hokey bird, which uh, turns out is a wild turkey. That's the mascot of Virginia Tech. It was a fun chat. We'll have a link to it up on our TalkingBirds.com website. What we're hearing there... That's right, it's our mystery bird. This is a preview of the contest coming along later in which we'll give away some beautiful prizes. Our mystery bird is a medium-sized songbird with a long tail, a thin pointed bill, and white wing bars. The adult male has an all-black head, back and tail with cinnamon color on his chest, belly, and undertail areas, while the female and first-year male are yellowish-green color. Our bird, which winters from Mexico to northern South America, Nests in shade trees along streams, rivers and lakes, and on farms and parklands, and feeds on insects as well as flower nectar and pollen. And just before a fall migration, its diet shifts mostly to fruit. So there's some stuff about our mystery bird. Beautiful prizes, including a Droll Yankees new generation metal finch sock, a durable all-metal alternative to fabric finch socks, is one of our prizes. Very cleverly designed with little diamond-shaped openings that allows birds to pull seed out just as they could from a flower. And then, and this kind of fits in with uh, a big part of our show this morning, we'll be also offering a feather-friendly bird window collision prevention kit. It really works, and that's another of our prizes. And we have another bonus prize if we have time for the bonus question, and that's from our friends at Wisdom Supply makers of plastic-free books and notepads and journals and other supplies for classroom and office, all connected with our Mystery Bird contest uh, later this morning. Meanwhile... We love all our Talking Birds listeners and especially our ambassadors who help us spread the word about birds and conservation, handing out those little cards we send to them, handing them out to friends and neighbors. Thank you to Autumn DeChurch from New Kensington, Pennsylvania. She's doing some great work there, by the way, working to protect waterfowl in a local park. Great stuff. Thank you, Autumn. And please keep us up to date on your progress there. Thanks for becoming an ambassador. And thank you to Eliz Linzer from Mesa, Arizona. She says she'd love to share our show with the many new birders and experts as well. As a new resident of Arizona, she says, I'm a volunteer with the Desert Rivers Audubon and nonprofit rehab organization, Liberty Wildlife in Daily Care, Orphan Care, and Rescue and Transport. 
Eliz is also a proud plurter, picking up litter while birding. She says she sets her alarm so as not to miss the show here, and she says that also ensures I'm up and ready to travel to plurred early and avoid the highest temperatures of the desert sun. Plurting is picking up litter while birding. We'll talk more about that again soon. Uh, by the way, Eliz set her alarm last week early enough to enter and win our mystery bird contest. Nice going. Eliz, you are on a roll. Here's another ambassador uh, with the word on uh, why she became one. My name is Sue Dory, and I live in Grandy, Connecticut. I like talking birds because it's not only entertaining, but you learn something new every time you listen to it. I encourage others to become talking birds ambassadors because it provides an avenue for unity in our concerns about the environment. Talkin' Birds listeners, we hope you'll join our Ambassadors family. It's easy to do. Just visit our website, click on Get Involved at the top of the homepage, and then choose the Become an Ambassador option at TalkinBirds.com. And thanks. Still to come today, we'll welcome Dr. Daniel Clem and talk about his wonderful and important book, Solid Air, Invisible Killer, Saving Billions of Birds from Windows. We'll also talk with Mike O'Connor down at the famous Bird Watchers. General Store on Cape Cod. And uh, up next, a bird whose name sounds like a specialty coffee shop drink is today's featured feathered friend, presented by Birdwatching Magazine. For more than a quarter century, Birdwatching has been North America's premier magazine about wild birds and birding. When you visit your favorite coffee shop, you can get a cappuccino or a Kahlua latte or a chocolate mocha. But don't try to order a plain chachalaca. Even if you're in South Texas, which is about the only place in the U.S. where you'll find one. And what is a plain chachalaca? Well, as you may know, it's not a coffee drink. It's this. A long-necked, small-headed, long-tailed member of the Fasianidae family, whose relatives include the northern bobwhite, the willow ptarmigan, the ruffed grouse, and the wild turkey. There are lots of fancy chachalaca species in Mexico and Central and South America, including the gray-headed, the chestnut-winged, the rufous-vented, the white-bellied, the spectacled, and the buff-browed chachalaca. The plain chachalaca, as the name suggests, is more modest-looking, brownish-gray above with a buff-colored belly. It's usually found in flocks of up to 15 members, and like some of its relatives, it's a furtive and wary bird, escaping from perceived danger by running on the ground or leaping into the air to escape through the brush. And unlike some of its relatives, the plain chachalaca is often seen in trees, where it feeds on figs and palm fruits, as well as seeds, leaves, and flowers. If you'd like to see a plain chachalaca, head for Brownsville or McAllen, but don't look for it in a coffee shop, unless it has trees in it. It's today's Talkin' Birds featured feathered friend, Ortalis vetula, the plain chachalaca. Welcome again to our show. It's number 897. Ornithologist Dr. Daniel Clem Jr. is known for his pioneering research into the mortality of birds due to glass windows. He's a Sarkis Acopian professor of ornithology and conservation at Muhlenberg College 
in Allentown, Pennsylvania. Over the past 40-some years and continuing today, he's been dedicated to studying, writing, and teaching about the threat that sheet glass and plastic pose to birds. No other scientist has comprehensively studied and published research results documenting and preventing the lethal threat that human structures pose to birds. His new book is Solid Air, Invisible Killer, Saving Billions of Birds from Windows. And he joins us now to tell us about the book and the messages it conveys. Good morning, Dan. Good morning, Ray. It's a privilege and a pleasure to uh, speak to you and your listeners today on the wonderful Sunday morning. Well, thank you. It's great to have you uh, back on the show again. You were with us some um, few years ago, I guess now. Well, your book covers a lot of territory, and the title of the first chapter provides what we might call a six-word summary of the problem. <laughs> Humans make glass, birds hit glass. And you go on from there in the early part of the book to explain why birds hit glass and how big a problem is it. Could you give us a little explainer about those two things? Oh, for sure. Uh, <clears throat> what we know from uh, some countless decades of observation as well as uh, some careful objective experimentation is that birds really are unable uh, to see glass uh, and it's invisible to them. And so you would predict that wherever you have windows and birds, uh, you're going to have these tragedies. And that's been the case all around the world. Uh, so establishing this threat, number one, you know, getting the scientific and general public community to be aware of it and uh, take some action to protect these animals that have no way of protecting themselves has been the major theme and the, and the common cause for the problem. Regarding numbers, uh, I'd like to point out, you know, there's some debate even in the science literature about what threats are the most uh, dire for our bird life. And, and my line always is they're all, they're all important and they all have to be addressed. Mm -hmm. But scale does matter. And uh, people point out that, you know, domestic cats are currently uh, listed as our highest uh, attrition rate on our bird life. But really, when you use a little common sense to realize that these windows are passive killers, you know, they take the fittest as well as the unfit members of the population. They are so astronomically more numerous around the world than cats are. Hmm. Uh, and the fact that the cat numbers are really compromised because I've published papers and done studies where it's not just cats, but it's dogs, raccoons, even chipmunks and squirrels hmm. that patrol the windows areas to collect the dead and dying. Mm -hmm. But if you come down and you ask the question, you know, what's the overall toll? Well, in the 1990s, I estimated it to be on the low end, 100 million birds. Uh, and to try to get people's attention, which at that time wasn't very successful, I would use comparable things like the media always talks about environmental disasters and, and oil spills come up all the time. Mm -hmm. But you need, even with that low number, you need 333 Exxon Valdezes every year equal how many birds are dying if you just take that low number. Now, more recent mathematical uh, modeling studies have revealed that we can look at 360 to a billion plus birds dying in the United States alone from windows. And if you take for a second to think about that lower number, 365 billion, that's like a million birds a day are dying at windows. And here's the rub. It's not the big skyscrapers that get, again, the media attention because mm. reporters and they write about the birds that are visible to them on sidewalks and people report them. Mm -hmm. But it's the homes. 
You know, a recent study from a group of researchers in Oklahoma have documented that, you know, 44% of all this tragedies, all these victims are at homes, residential homes, one to three stories high. 56% of that toll comes from commercial buildings and educational institutional buildings, four to 11 stories. Less than 1% die at skyscrapers that get most of the attention. So trying to bring, so the book was written for every citizen on the planet to try to convince them this is a worthy cause and to try to help stimulate others who were in positions to do something about it. Well, you give lots of information in in the book, too, on how we can do that, how we can protect uh, birds at our own homes, and also how we can take action, uh, contacting corporations, contacting politicians on every level as well. And, And Dan, there's a paragraph in the last chapter that kind of summarizes, I think, the idea that humans have created this problem and must be the solution to it. I wonder if you would read that paragraph there for us on uh, page. I'd be happy to, and I'd I'd like to uh, follow up a little bit and point out that in one of the chapters, I give uh, the readers an example of an introductory letter that lays out rather succinctly, you know, what the issue is and why building professionals and legislators and others uh, should be, uh, should be willing you know, to take up this cause and do something about it. Mm-hmm. And I even have a, an example of an ordinance that can be used to help guide legislators in cities and around the country. But mm-hmm. to the paragraph that you're referring, again, it's an attempt in the end to try to summarize things up. And I write, <clears throat> the health of any species with an interactive, structured society depends on its success at producing more of its kind than are lost. The leading numbers... I'm sorry, the the leading members either directly contribute to prospective new leaders or support others who contribute leaders and non-leaders, keeping families and in turn their populations sustainable. Now imagine an invisible force indiscriminately culling, killing off members of the population. Leaders and non-leaders alike are disappearing, but the population is hurt more severely by the loss of the strongest and most productive. Individual members do not possess the reasoned ability to identify and understand why the leaders and their kind are declining, let alone counter the damage. Individually, nor collectively, they have no ability to be frightened or demoralized, just witnesses to reduced numbers with it declining population health based on fewer partners to increase and sustain stability. Enter a knowing alien species, a visitor who can identify and eliminate the invisible force. The visitor become the protectors because they can see what the affected species cannot. By applying protection before it is too late, the hapless and vulnerable are saved. Read windows as the invisible force affecting birds. Read knowing and caring humans as their saviors. We uh, we broke it. Uh, we need to... Uh... We need to fix it. Dr. Daniel Clem's book is called Solid Air, Invisible Killer, Saving Billions of Birds from Windows. It is a great read and largely, uh, well, not largely, but uh, in part because of the wonderful personalization Dr. Clem adds there and many of his uh, struggles and challenges in getting the word out. Really, you must uh, read for anyone concerned about a problem that's causing billions of avian casualties all over the world. Dan, congratulations on a wonderful book. Thank you for your important work. 
Thanks for being on with us this morning. Again, really a pleasure and a privilege. We appreciate Ray, and thank you for your part and your listeners in being party to saving more bird lives from windows. Dr. Daniel Clem here on Talking Birds. And up next, it's our mystery bird contest in just one minute. The flutter of a tail feather, the flash of a wing bar in mid-flight. You don't always have a lot of time to identify a bird in nature, let alone to appreciate its beauty. But with Vortex Optics, you'll have the power to bring every wild moment closer. When you choose Vortex, you're choosing to have a partner in the field as passionate about nature as you are. Whether you're spotting old friends on the backyard feeder or packing for a -a once-in-a-lifetime trip to add a few species to your life list, Vortex offers a full range of optics and optics accessories for every birder and every budget. And whether the birds are taking you to another state or another country, you're always covered by the Vortex VIP warranty, an unlimited lifetime promise to keep you and your optic covered. If you'd like to learn more, or if you need help choosing your next optic, give Vortex a call at 1-800-4-VORTEX or visit vortexoptics.com. It's our mystery bird, and it's our mystery bird contest. And as always, we urge you to call as soon as you possibly can so we'll have time for our contest because, as usual, we're kind of late here. Here's the number, 781-837-4900, 781-837-4900. Our bird is a medium-sized songbird with a long tail, a thin pointed bill, and white wing bars. The adult male has an all-black head, back and tail with cinnamon color on the chest, belly and undertail areas, while the female and first-year male are kind of a yellowish-green color. Our bird uh, mostly feeds on insects as well as flower nectar and pollen and then to mostly fruit just before fall migration. A little added thing about our mystery bird. But what is that bird? Give us a call and let us know. No correct answer means a drawing will determine our winner. So give it a try or give us the definitive answer at 781-837-4900. That's 781-837-4900. We have that beautiful Droll Yankees new generation metal finch sock as one of our prizes and we kind of alluded to this earlier a feather friendly bird window collision prevention kit it happens to be mentioned in uh, Dr. Clem's book by the way as one of the effective measures to prevent birds from crashing into our home windows bonus question prize if we have time a $20 certificate for wisdom supply Makers of those plastic-free books, notepads, and journals for classroom and office. Give us a call, 781-837-4900 is the number to call. Meanwhile, Mike O'Connor will be here live from Cape Cod. Let's ask Mike in just one minute. Beautio Books carries one of the largest selections of birding books in the world. New, used, and rare books covering everything from backyard birding to general ornithology. From field guides to photography skills, biography, fiction, and humor, you'll find it all along with the knowledgeable customer service you've been looking for in one convenient place. Beautyobooks.com. B-U-T-E-O. Beautyobooks.com. Quest Nature Tours has offered exceptional tours for bird and nature lovers since 1970. This winter, join us in Trinidad and Tobago, a tropical birding hotspot, or go beyond the beaches in the DR. 
see amazing wildlife, and explore habitats with travel companions who truly enjoy nature. Talkin' Birds listeners receive a $150 credit towards their first tour. Visit questnaturetours.com today. Birds and much more, guaranteed. Questions, questions, questions. Mike gets them all the time there down at the Bird Watchers General Store, and uh, this week is no exception, apparently, when it comes to a couple of bird species uh, that people are wondering about uh, where they went. Good morning, Mike. Oh, good morning, Ray, and I know you're low on time, so I'll talk even faster than usual, if you don't mind. Yeah, give the speed reading there. <laughs> speed reading yeah. it is. Yeah, a couple of people ask me, they ask me every time this year, what happened to their favorite catbirds or their mockingbirds? They were around, all of a sudden they disappeared, and they wondered, is it migrating yet? And no, not yet. Yeah. But they get quiet this time of year. Normally chatty birds, especially mockingbirds and catbirds, catbirds have that kind of imitation call like the like the mockingbirds do but they add something to it like jazz singers so they're a little bit more clever and they're chatty and it's going all the time but then they shut down and why do they shut down because it's molting season the birds lose their feathers and they get a fresh new set of clothes but they look kind of goofy so most of the time they stay quiet and they stay in the thickets and they stay because their flight ability is a little bit compromised so they just shut down and they stay in the quieter areas uh, in the shadows and the thicker areas and they don't want to call any attention to themselves the mating season's over the nesting season's over they don't need to defend the territory right now so they're just quiet and they're molting. And if you don't believe birds are molting, look at the next blue jay or cardinal you see, because a lot of them are bald. And I got a lot of calls on this, and that's another show. But yeah. you look at those blue jays and the cardinals and even some other birds, they've molted so quickly that their heads are bald and they look like tiny vultures. They're scary as heck. But that's what's going on. The birds are quiet, and in and, and a few weeks from now, they'll look pretty and better than ever. And... Uh, unfortunately, the catbirds, most of them start heading out, but the microbirds will stay around, and then they'll start singing again because they're uh, a little bit territorial. But the, mar- the Carolina wrens, they never stop talking because they're non-migratory, and they'll be yapping all the time. All right, I got to go, Ray. Oh, okay, yeah, I like that jazz singer thing for the catbirds. <laughs> I'll never think of them the same way again. That's right. Thank you, Mike. You got it, man. Mike O'Connor there at the uh, famous Bird Watchers General Store in the Cape. We'll have Mike back again with us next week and we're back to the mystery bird contest at 781-837-4900 right after this every wednesday bird watching magazine sends an e-newsletter full of information of interest to bird watchers including recent news stories about birds conservation and science photography tips stories about places to go birding bird id tips and much more best of all the newsletter is free Sign up today at birdwatchingdaily.com slash newsletter. That's that mystery bird, medium-sized songbird with a long tail and a thin pointed bill and white wing bars. The adult male has an all-black head, back and tail with cinnamon color on his chest, belly and undertail areas, while the female and first-year male are a yellowish-green color. This is a bird very similar to a close relative that... uh, has kind of more of a bright orange instead of that cinnamon color on the chest and belly and undertail areas. That might be a little extra clue about this mystery bird. 781-837-4900 is the number. We don't have much time, but we do have Caroline in Situate, Massachusetts on the line there. Good morning, Caroline. Oh, good morning, Ray. Good morning. I'm almost out of those cards. 
Oh, you're one of our wonderful Talking Birds ambassadors, and you need more cards. I think we might be able to do something about that. That would be great. Yeah, we'll Thank take you. care of that, yeah. Uh, and that's regardless of whether you have the correct answer or not on the mystery bird, and your answer is? Cedar Waxwing. Cedar Waxwing. Wow. Boy, that sounded like it had to be the right answer. You had such confidence there, but according to our official records here, that is uh, not uh, what the mystery bird is. Oh, but too bad. Heck of a well, you, you mentioned cinnamon color, but I didn't yeah. hear anything about that funny thing they do with the berries. Uh, with the berries, and which thing is that? They pass the berries from bird to bird. Oh, okay. Pa- I, yeah, I'm not sure that I, I knew that, so let me look that up and learn about it. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, Caroline. Okay. All right. Uh, so not a cedar waxwing and uh, not a chance, I think, to uh, find out what it was uh, through a listener, but to just uh, say it. It is the orchard oriole. The orchard oriole is our mystery bird. And we are out of time for this morning's show. Thank you so much for being with us. Next week, our resident reviewer, Susan Edwards Richmond, will be here to offer her thoughts about a new book about hawks. And very shortly, we'll be on to our big milestone of our show, number 900. Thanks for being with us, and see you next week. The bird show, I like that. Ray Brown's Talking Birds. Made possible by the generous support of the Birdwatchers General Store, Orleans, Cape Cod, birdwatchersgeneralstore.com. By Vortex Optics, with the VIP warranty, their unlimited lifetime promise to keep you and your optic covered. Learn more at vortexoptics.com. And Quest Nature Tours, offering expert-led small group tours for bird and nature lovers since 1970. Explore exceptional journeys around the world at questnaturetours.com. And Udio Books, an independent, family-owned bookstore carrying one of the largest selections of birding books in the world. Udiobooks.com.